Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of The Playful Psychologist. Um, Today's podcast is all about mindfulness. So I've kind of designed this podcast to give you guys an understanding of what mindfulness is and why I think it's so important, especially for kids during these crazy times with COVID going on and everything. Um, I asked my Instagram followers last week whether they wanted a podcast on mindfulness or on emotional literacy in picture books, and the votes were pretty even. So I thought today I'll get into mindfulness, and then the next podcast I can do it on emotions and picture books and whatnot. So if you did vote for that, don't worry, it is coming, but I just wanted to, um, you know, talk about this one first. So in the session notes today, I've also included links to a few free mindfulness activity downloads um, that you can have a read through and implement however you please. And I'm also going to include descriptions of my favorite mindfulness apps in there as well, which I'll also touch on towards the end. And um, I am going to play a couple of audio video audio videos that doesn't make sense um audios uh tracks for you today that i will also link the youtube videos to so that you can use them with clients or with your kids or for yourself in the future um but before i get started i i read this really cool quote and i wanted to share it with you guys so it said that reading about mindfulness with Without actually experiencing it yourself is like going to your local cafe for brunch and trying to have an opinion on the food without eating anything. So to summarize, that means that you need to experience mindfulness and practice it in order to enjoy it and understand what all the fuss is about. There's no use just reading about it. You really have to experience it and practice it yourself. So on that note, what actually is mindfulness? There are a few definitions out there and I guess my favorite comes from smiling minds and they just describe mindfulness really nicely they say mindfulness is all about paying attention to the present moment with openness curiosity and without judgment so I guess mindfulness is essentially about shifting out of that autopilot mode that we have and being aware of what's happening right now in this moment and it's also about the attitudes we bring to our awareness you know, we want to be open and curious and non-judgmental towards our experiences, whatever they may be. And I think that's something that we do struggle with as a society at the moment, to be honest. So, and that part of mindfulness is, is really important, but often overlooked. And I think it's often overlooked because when we try to implement mindfulness activities and strategies with ourselves or with kids, where we or the kids are often already in a state of stress. Whereas I personally think that although there will be times when you are anxious or stressed and you do need mindfulness, it should actually be used more so as a preventative tool. So something that you work into your everyday routine and use to avoid those times of increased anxiety or stress. Um, Yeah. So that, I mean, that's just my opinion. I guess everyone will have their own opinion on that matter, but that's where I stand. So just to put that in a bit of perspective for you, I'm going to play you the audio of a video that I love. And I um, actually use this quite a lot of the time in therapy when I'm trying to explain the importance of grounding, being present and being mindful. Um, So the video is called The Unwelcome Party Guest, and I will link the video in the session notes. But let's just listen to the audio. It goes for a few minutes, but I think it's important. So I am going to play it for you now. Imagine one day you decide to throw a party for all your friends. You get out your phone and you start inviting people. You want a really big party, so you say, anyone can come. And on the big day, you get your place ready for the party. And you're really excited to see everyone. And pretty soon, the guests all start arriving. After a while... Everyone you're expecting has arrived and you're having a really good time. 
Then the doorbell goes, and you think, I wonder who that is. Must be someone I've forgotten about. And it is. Someone who you definitely did not want at the party. It's your neighbour, Brian. Brian has to be one of the most annoying people you know. He's rude, grumpy, he moans a lot, and he's not so flash on personal hygiene. He's the last person you want at your party. But before you know it, he goes straight inside without even saying hello. And he goes up to your guests and he's rude. He helps himself to drinks and food. And he generally acts a little weird towards your friends. And understandably, you feel pretty upset, embarrassed and angry. And before long, you go over to Brian and tell him, that's it, it's time for you to go. And you throw him out of your party. And once he's gone, you feel relieved. You go back to the party and start to enjoy yourself. But after a while, you hear the doorbell again. And when you go to check who it is, you realise Brian has come back. And before you can stop him, he opens the door and races back into the party. So you go out and get him and throw him out again. This time, though, you decide you're going to make sure he doesn't come back. So you decide to stand by the door and make sure he can't get back in. And this works fine. Brian can't get back in and you feel good about this. Trouble is, you realise that all the while you're missing out on the party. You can hear everyone else outside having a good time. You want to be out at the party too. But because you can't stand Brian, you can't risk him coming back in again. And you don't know what to do. You really want to enjoy the party, but the thought of Brian being there really gets to you. After a while, you realise that, actually, this party is pretty important to you. And you want to be with your friends. In the very least, just to make sure they're okay. So you decide to go back out, and you say to yourself, if Brian comes out, that's how it goes. And sure enough, after a couple of minutes, Brian comes back in and starts being annoying again. But this time, something's different. You don't ignore him, because he's pretty hard to ignore, but you decide just to get on with the party and talk with your friends, and you start to notice some interesting things. First, you find that even though Brian is still there, you're actually having an okay time. Sure, it'd be better if he went home, but at least you're not stuck at the door, missing out on the party. Second, you notice that when you're not trying to get rid of him all the time, he calms down a little bit. He's still a pain, and still smells, but he's not so rowdy. And then after that, you start to notice some other things about Brian you hadn't actually seen before. Like that he has a quirky sense of humour, even though it's buried pretty deep. And he even makes a couple of friends of yours laugh. And you wonder to yourself, what will you do next time you have a party? So, why I really like that video is, uh, so in therapy, I should explain, I use it in two ways. Sometimes I use that video to um, discuss the, the importance of not focusing on other people and focusing on yourself and not focusing on what it the worries are and focusing on the present moment um, but in other times I like to use it to explain the importance of being 
grounded in the present moment because the main character, the guy that was throwing a party, had a really tough time, um, initially wasn't enjoying himself because he was focusing on other people and focusing on the future and the possibility of his neighbor Brian coming back in. But when he decided to ground himself in the moment and just enjoy the present moment, he had a really good time. So I like to use that video to explain why mindfulness is important and how um, you know you can see that it's that it's important in everyday life just from a simple metaphor of, of a party and I think that's something that we can all relate to kids and adults so yeah it's just a video that I thought I'd share because I really think the message is nice and simple. And I think with children and teens, mindfulness can really help reduce stress. And, you know, it has been shown to increase focus and improve emotional regulation and increase resilience, which are all really imperative, um, not only for obviously the learning environment, but also really important in the development of social skills. Um, So mindfulness, it's just it's not just about taking a second to rest and relax and reset. It's really a mindset in itself. And it does have implications, um, you know, for other areas of life. So I, I think it's something that all kids should should try and incorporate into their routines and I think what's interesting is that younger children are quite naturally mindful as they're um, you know you'll you'll notice babies and kids are younger kids sorry are really um, in the moment and they're easily distracted by the next thing that's happening Um, but then as lives become more rushed and structured kids tend to find it more difficult to tune into that present moment via their senses and feelings which can increase um, stress and as that happens children's brains become overreactive and the prefrontal cortex which is um you know the part of our brain at the front that's responsible for fight or flight kind of shuts down and this is also the part of the brain that kind of helps us to pause and think before acting and understanding the consequences of our actions so in other words that part of the brain is responsible for impulse control and when it goes offline we become reactive and we find it more difficult to take in our environment before responding to it so in children that may look like really bad or impulsive behavior or making lots of poor behavioral choices but in reality it's more to do with stress and overthinking so again that kind of just highlights the importance of being mindful and being in the present and the implications that can have for children so as you can see um, mindfulness like I said is just it's more than taking a second to reset it helps develop the whole brain and assist children in understanding and like tuning into their feelings which then consequently you know reduces the risk of behavioral issues and mental health issues such as anxiety while also kind of helping them shift their mindset and helping them to notice and focus on the positives in their environment and again also helps them develop their focus and sustained attention so yeah, great implications if you if you implement it properly. Um, and it can be really beneficial to young children. And when it's practiced together with that adult and caregiver or like teacher, for example, you, you probably notice an enhancement in the bonds between the child and the adult. So that's really cool as well. And I found these stats, which I wanted to share with you guys, which just put everything into perspective. So I found a really interesting evaluation online um, from teachers who were asked to implement a mindfulness program in their classrooms. And those teachers then had to, you know, rate what happened afterwards. And they found that 77% of teachers reported improvements in their students' self-regulation, attention and focus. 70% of teachers reported an improvement in their students' stress and anxiety management. 80% of teachers reported an improvement in impulse control. And this is really interesting. 90% of teachers reported an improvement in their own stress and anxiety. So when kids were less stressed and anxious, when they had more attention and, and 
focused attention, sorry, and more emotional control. The, the adults in that environment felt less stress and anxiety themselves. And I'm sure um, the same would go for the home environment. So that's really interesting how the implications can affect the wider community. I thought that was really cool. And I find it really amazing. I guess it just goes to show how incredible mindfulness can be when implemented properly. So one of my favorite mindfulness activities is a grounding task called Notice Five Things. And basically it just encourages you to close your eyes and go through um, your five senses and really ground yourself in the moment. What I like about it is it's super simple um, and it's appropriate for a variety of age groups. Pretty much anyone um, can do this. So what I'm going to do now is play you the audio from a video from St. Patrick's Mental Health Services. And it's it's the grounding task that I do. Um, and I'll also link the video in the session notes as well so that you guys can play it back. So let's just have a listen to that before I chat about some resources that I really like. Notice five things. This is a simple exercise to help center yourself and engage with what's happening around you. Practice it throughout the day, especially any time you find yourself getting caught up in your thoughts and feelings. Sitting comfortably in your chair, I'd like you to look around and notice five things that you can see. Listen carefully and notice five things that you can hear, either inside or outside of the room. Notice five things that you can feel in contact with your body. For example, your watch against your wrist, the air on your face, your back against the chair. Finally, do all of these exercises at the same time. So notice five things that you can see, notice five things that you can hear, and notice five things that you can touch all together. So yeah, that's a video version of um, one of my favorite grounding tasks. Another one you can do is just with younger kids, especially if they need a bit of a visual is hold up your five fingers on your hand and say, give me five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can touch, um, two things you can smell and one thing you can taste. So going through all those senses, but using the visuals of having your hand up to kind of help guide the activity, which is really, really helpful. So I just wanted to throw that in just to show you how simple it can be to properly um, pop mindfulness um, into your daily routine even if it's like transitioning through through activities or through environments or from the classroom to lunch or lunch to the classroom and so on um, so now I just wanted to share my three favorite apps and like I said the full descriptions of these apps um, will be in the session notes but Two of them are pretty common, um, commonly known, sorry. One of them is the Calm app and the other is the Smiling Minds app, which are pretty cool. Um, Smiling Minds, I guess, is more all ages, whereas Calm, I think, can is better for tw- ages 12 up. But they do have the Calm Kids section now specifically designed for children aged 3 to 17. So that's cool. Um, but one of my favorite apps, which not many people know about, is called the Relax app. And it's one of my favorite um, apps. I often recommend that teachers download it to all their classroom tablets and that parents downloaded onto their phone as a quick on-the-go mindfulness tool and basically it plays relaxation music and shows a dark screen with colorful dots and lines that kind of resemble fireworks a little bit 
And whenever you touch the screen, the dots and lines create patterns. And because the app is so simple to use, um, it's just perfect for younger kids. And I do use it with older kids as well, adolescents. And I actually have it on my own phone. I use it myself. You can have get the free version, but ads often pop up, which can be a little bit frustrating for younger kids. So I've personally purchased the older, uh, sorry, <laughs> the older version. I've purchased the full version um, and it's worth every cent. It's, it's not an um, expensive app at all. And you can mute the sound if your child doesn't like the accompanying music, which I think is really cool. So yeah, like I said, my favorite thing about this app is just that it's really easy to use and it can be really easily accessed um, because it's so effective in giving children that bit of mental space that they need to think about their surroundings or just take a second to ground themselves back into reality. Because you know how young children just can't challenge their thoughts or realize how irrational they're being when they're so heightened, they kind of go into that red rage where they, you know, there's no talking them down. This app, I feel like gives them the opportunity to calm themselves down in a really simple way, just enough that they're able to then have that conversation with you or rethink what's going on for them Um, so yeah I just think it's a really really nice way and younger kids especially get a bit of a kick of using technology especially if you're not big on screen time so yeah, that's just something I wanted to share with you guys. Um, so I, I know I've said it a bazillion times, but please check the session notes for this episode because I'm popping a lot of free resource links in there, like more than I usually do. Um, and that's purely because uh, last week I did a um, like a webinar for for some people, a free webinar for people that are currently in lockdown in Melbourne. And um, I put together a free resource page for them. So I've popped that in these session notes for you guys to access as well. But I also on my website, which is www.theplayfulpsychologist.com, Always check the blog section there because I do um, often post like free links there and stuff. But you can also shop my mindfulness toolkit resource in the shop section of my website where it's it's just like lots of different ways that you can incorporate mindfulness for younger kids, especially. So I'd say like primary school age kids um, and how and kind of like the purpose of those activities are more so to give them visual reminders or something physical that they can hold in order to engage in the mindfulness um, activities, which I think a lot of younger kids especially need something tactile in their hands to kind of fully understand the process. So that's the purpose of a lot of the activities in my mindfulness toolkit. Um, but yeah that's all I'm going to chat about with you guys today a nice short episode not like the last one Um, but thanks so much for tuning in and if you have any questions always just dm me at the playful psychologist thanks so much see you later